This is a HeadGum Original. never guess it. You would never guess. But I have been thinking about this pod for days now. I was like, I cannot wait to get on Hobby Hunter and talk about what the hell I did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, let me tell you what I've been doing. I've been shop, shop, shopping, shopping all caps with an S-H-O-P-P-I-N-G, shopping. I have been online looking for things because I'm going on a trip. I, it's okay to go on a trip now, right? I think it's okay. I think it's okay right now. I think people are doing what they need to do. I'm going to obviously be, be super, super safe. I, I'm going crazy in here, guys. I need to get out. I'm sorry. Also, I booked something in LA, so I'll be in LA as well. But I'm going to take a little trip where I'm going to eat itty-bitty bikinis and really cute dresses. So I'm going I'm going on vacay. Thank goodness. I deserve and my hobby was just like looking at different websites and seeing what I might like. Unfortunately, even if you have money, that doesn't mean you're going to love everything you see online. I don't want to I don't want to mention these brands. I'm not going to mention them. I'm not going to say the names, but just know that one rhymes with Fossos. <laughs> I was on there and I was like, who are these outfits for? What is this about? It just, it wasn't hitting for me. I hate, I do not like spring because they want to get into the floral prints. And I'm not a flower child. That's just, uh, it just, I, I'm a, I'm a lady of a particular age. And sometimes certain prints bring out the age. It's something about a whole long dress with a whole bunch of flowers that make my hands look real golden girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever I have a certain pattern on, it looks like I wear a shawl or I got a cardigan on. It just, it feel like I have a Werther's original in my purse. And that's what this this website was given. It, it felt like, oh, this is for somebody young, but also old. So I had to, I had to like take a moment and I was like, you know what? Close, close the app or close, exit out and start over. Go somewhere else. So um, not shouting them out, but, you know, a little bit of Zara, a little bit of Zara. Zara's in between. It's like, I'm an, I'm an older lady, but I'm still young. You see the difference? Some places are very young feeling, but also very senior citizen, no, but, which is no shade to the older folks. I just, I just was like, I want to shop and feel good about the purchases because I'm not returning them. I'm I'm not a return type of gal. Even if you print it out and everything, box it up for me. I don't know how to go to the UPS. That's not my that's not my steez. So anyway, enough about me just running my mouth about whatevs. We have a beautiful, beautiful guest. Very, very good. Never met this person. I, I will tell you, never met this guy, but I've heard very good things. Heard he's never murdered anybody and very, very funny. So I'm super excited to bring on this guy. He's a writer, a podcaster, 
NBA superfan. He's an Emmy award-winning creator who currently hosts Crooked Media's weekly podcast, Take Line, and a weekly YouTube series, All Caps NBA. Now, we should have just started with the Emmy award-winning creator, but you know what? He's modest. Give it up for Jason Concepcion. Thank you, Sydney. It is so absolutely incredible to be here. Uh, you, you recently featured my friend Amir Blumenfeld on here, talking about his sports card hobby. Uh, so it's a delight to, to guest on your show. Now, I will say that maybe if we weren't in, um, in this pandemic, I would have yes. met you in real life. But Could have happened. Zoom, Zoom will do. Zoom will, will do. do for now. It will um, have to they, do for now. Yeah, they don't know your situation right now, but I will say one of the best <laughs> backgrounds in a in the entire podcast. Like you have like a bookcase that has um, you know, the the TikTok lights in the back. Yeah. You have a lot of books going <laughs> on. You read. His bookcase is lit up. So he's not just any type of guy that reads. He's a cool guy that reads. <laughs> Uh, you know, fourteen ninety nine LED lights on Amazon. If if you mess around with Amazon and you want some lights, go get them. They're great. They're wonderful. I think the the best thing about you know us being in the house is we we became more creative. And I I kind of want to I kind of want to yes. know if you had that going on before these lights in the back. Yeah, I mean, I've always been like a a, a per, uh, like a. I guess a hobbyist in a way. Like I always, I used to draw a lot. I'm a big comic book person. So when I was a kid, I was drawing all the time. Then I got into music. I went to, I went to mu- school for music. Uh, and since I've been in the house, you know, it's just like, what can we do with what we have around? So I've always been kind of a person that's like tinkering and creating with stuff. Well, I, I think you're above and beyond a, an average human being because because most people would be like, well, why don't we just sleep or drink or have sex? And you're like, no, no, let's make more with what I already have. I love that. Now you're here to talk about your hobby. Come on and pitch it to me right now. Yes. Well, I have I came with a selection of hobbies. So as I as I mentioned, my life has been pretty much uh, about following my hobbies so first of all, I'm a big sports fan. So uh, much like my uh, aforementioned friend Amir, I have I collect sports cards and various other kinds of cards. Like I have uh, not just sports cards, but like I have this here's like a 1940 Wizard of Oz card that I have. Uh huh. I, I do stuff like that. I also collect uh, comic books. I'm a big comic book fan. Okay, comic books, comic books. Here is my. Uh, so this is. 1973, first appearance of Shang-Chi, the most notable and honestly first Asian-American superhero of Marvel Comics. Uh, This is uh, one of my prized possessions that I'm holding up for you right now. Uh, And this is a thing that I I just love to do, mostly because, you know, it means uh, comics is basically how I learned to read. You know, I learned the joy of reading through reading comics. And just the art is wonderful just to have up like on the wall and to look at. Okay, so I heard you hit me with the collecting, um, collecting sports. What is it? Collecting yes. sports cards. Collecting sports cards. Okay, co- but but we kind of done that already. So now it's yes. We're let's gonna go. we're gonna do the comic books. That's what I we, love it. Let's do the comic books. Let's talk about it. 
Usually we know what we're going to talk about in the in the beginning, but I love that we were workshopping this. And <laughs> wait, I want to know what else you have, just in case. Just, just let me see oh, what else you have. Well, hobbies? Okay. Yeah. I um, video games. Like a lot of what a lot of my hobbies. Are we like, did it. We did it. We did video games. What's next? Uh, okay. Uh, like reading is that a hobby does that we did that we did that yes yep mm-hmm. caleb uh, caleb harem he he did reading going for hikes is that a hobby hikes yuck yeah and then you know like i've i've sports sports as a general hobby i've managed to turn it into a career of sorts but it really is like i guess you would say it's a hobby because so the way i got my start in in sports like writing about sports and and uh, creating content around sports is just basically I was like tweeting about basketball. That's it. Like that's how I got, that's how I got uh, discovered. I guess you could say I was tweeting. This is like 2009 or 10 when Twitter was still like so so fresh and naive and innocent, and there was very 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 little toxicity, at least as I saw. And <laughs> you know, I'm sure very little, very. I, little. I mean, comparatively to now, where it's like every other person is like some uh, Nazi shill. But uh, I, you know, I was just tweeting about sports and uh, about my love for the New York Knicks basketball team. Wow, um, you really have to love them. I do. You really have to because I don't think I, they're winners all the time. So the, they're, the- in fact, they're winners uh, <laughs> very, very rarely. They are winning. Well, I mean, they're like five hundred right now. But they are very, they are not winning. And it's, to talk about my love of them, I have like a bunch of memorabilia that I collect of them. I have for, a, the, for the Knicks. For the Knicks. I have an autographed photograph of the famous John Stark's dunk in which he dunked over Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Hold on. This is a podcast. And of course, no one can see this. No one can see, but you're going to give, you're going to give me this. You're going to, you're going to send me a picture. Absolutely. That you can is have this. so sick. You're going to send it to me. Okay. I'm Overnight mail it to me. That's incredible. And then and then you can kind of see in the background, I'm going to focus my camera. There is a painting that my friend did of R.J. Barrett, Nick's uh, second-year guard, uh, swingman, R.J. Barrett from Canada. They call him Maple Mamba. He is, he's really coming on right now. It's not a good painting, but I love it because I just love... <laughs> I, another thing about me, another hobby about me is I love art. So if any of my friends are creative in any kind of way, if they make pottery or they paint or they just do sketches or whatever, I'm just like, hey, do you want like I'll I'll buy that from you for a donation to charity if you want. Like, I would just love to have that to like hang on my wall. So like I donated to a, to a local food bank for uh, for this painting here for my friend Jackson uh, Safon, which is a very bad painting of Nick's second year swingman R.J. Barrett. Jason, I'm going to say this. I think we're going to do, I think we're going to have like, um, you know, <laughs> one of those mixed bags type of I, so um, hobbies. I think it's kind of, I think you're, you have a little bit of everything in it. Yeah. And like, if somebody wants to know, they just have to listen to the episode because you have so many random things that. I do. I mean, I'm, as my ADD is literally churning just listening to all of it you told me comic books you got sports you got art there's there's nothing that you don't have but i i do kind of want to talk about the comic books just a little bit sure because um for me i like comic books because it it reminds me of a picture book like i need things that Mm -hmm. have a picture and then the caption after that really um 
gets my attention. If I just see a book and there's no pictures, I'm I'm disinterested. I'm out. Yeah, you're I, out. Because I, I want to be able to I want to be able to see the animation. How do I connect to the words? I have to see the words with with a drawing. I Is that it. weird? Is am no, I that's odd? Not, I'm that's odd. not absolutely no, that's not weird at all. That's not weird at all. I think that's wonderful and it just shows that you're just a visual aesthetic uh programmed person that's how you process a uh, story that's how you like to process information say it one like more time it. i'm a visual what you're a visual processor visual processor that's what i am oh my god i think that's the best pickup line right there i think i'm like <laughs> if if i ever get back on tinder i'm like i'm a visual processor that's the top Wait. of that's at the top <laughs> why'd you get it so you got off tinder why'd you get off I'm in a relationship, honey. Oh, good for you. I'm proud of you. Burn it. You don't need <laughs> it, it anymore. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. Get, so it, wait, get rid of it. So wait, you ta- you learned how to read through comic books. Well, I knew how to read. Um, as my you know, my mom will brag about No, uh, that nobody how, wants well, to hear that you knew how to, to no. I they knew wanted... how to read. I knew how to read before that, but okay. I didn't like it. And it was comic books. Uh, when I was all of a sudden like, oh, I, I, I want to find out what happens next. I must know what happens next. And that just translated into a love of reading. And from there I went to like, I think Stephen King was the next thing, was the next big thing. I read like every Stephen King book that was out, like when I was in junior high school and high school. And then from there I went to like whatever, I think like Tom Clancy, like whatever the airport novelist of like the time was. Mm-hmm. And then from there I just graduated to, uh, you know, more uh, critically acclaimed, I guess, like uh, more lit books, uh, but also genre books, still crime books, history books. Like I just love reading now. Okay. I Unfortunately, Jason, I am so dry. I mean, the, all the books, all this literature talk, <laughs> I, I have never been more Sierra Damn Desert it. in my life. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm also gay. So that so that it has nothing to do with um, the books. It's just because you're a man. It's fine. So... <laughs> So, can you tell me the the first comic book that you ever Oh, I absolutely um, can. purchased or received? I can. I hold on. Well, I have it on my wall. I, I won't show it since we're since we are an audio medium, I'm not going to show it, but I have it because I recently bought it um mm-hmm. rebought it in a in like a graded case, but it was X-Men uh, Uncanny X-Men 212 from uh 19 I'm going to say 87 or 88. I was a child, and it was like, you know that uh that feeling when you're a child and you have your first like money that's yours. Like I no. got this for, I got this money for vacuuming the house. I got like two, $3 for vacuuming the house. Never. And My, it, they would never give me money. They, they wouldn't <laughs> trust me with a dime. <laughs> they gave me $3. And I, I tell you, I felt like a king. So I went into the comic book store and I was like, I want X-Men two twelve. Like I saw the cover. I loved it. And I was aware of it because I had gone as a, the summer before that, I had gone to the Philippines uh, to stay with family for like two, three months. And I, I discovered comic books through there. One of my older cousins had a, a vast comic book collection. And so when I got back to the States, I was like, comic books, I want to do it. So I got some of my own money and I went in and I bought the uh, X-Men 212 and it was a transformative experience. It just felt so good to be like, this is my, yeah, Hey, uh, how much? Yeah, you got it. Let me just go into my pocket and pull out my very own money. This is mine. I earned this uh, through vacuuming the house. You do feel like an adult. I, I will you, not. I like, felt like an adult. I feel like once you like receive money and it's yours, like no one yeah. can say, give me that money back. 
you do, it does ages, it just age you a little bit, you know? Oh, you're, for sure. If you're eight, you're now 12. Just because, <laughs> it, just because of the $3. <laughs> okay, so you got that comic book and then yes. um, let's fast forward a little bit to sure. right now. What was like a recent comic book that you that you got? Oh, a recent comic book uh, that I got is the um, uh, Next Wave Omnibus, which is like a collection, a big, big book collection of all the issues over that run. I also bought, I mean, this uh, the Master of Kung Fu that I recently showed you, although this is not for reading, it's just for display. And then, um, you know, I've been, because the Falcon and Winter Soldier show on Disney Plus is coming out, this this Friday, I've just been uh, reading all the back issues that uh, could possibly have inspired that show. So that's, you know, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, all new Captain America, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America, various issues of that. And I've just been reading that on my on my iPad. OK, hold on, Jason. So, yes, I, I don't want to say <laughs> that I am, you know, dumb because I'm not. I'm I'm brilliant. But I, you are every, everything that came out of your mouth. It's okay. It was like, it was like, <laughs> I, I did not understand a thing. So if you can just put it in, you know, layman terms for okay. what, what's the show, what's the show about or what's the series about? So and let me then, start here. Then we can move forward. Let me start here. So okay. over the past uh, approximately 13, 14 years, uh, Marvel's movie arm, uh, broadly called the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has launched various films, starting with Iron Man in, uh, I think, 2006, 2007, mm -hmm. uh, ending with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home from about a year and a half ago. And you've probably heard of, like, some of the larger properties, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Never heard of it. But 23 yes. <laughs> movies in a, in a run from this studio that uh, are all based on comic uh, characters from Marvel Comics. And it's like this interconnected world. And they've recently spread to uh, television slash streaming on Disney Plus. So uh, WandaVision, which was a show okay. that was running for a while. Yeah, here, finally, a word that, I, that I'm, I've heard of. Um, WandaVision. Why, wh were you into that? Why, were pe why did it have such like a cult following? There's several reasons. One, it was a good show. Uh, we can get into that. It was, it was a very good show. It was well written. It was like a... a Really interesting uh, um, meditation on the uh, like impact of of television and the sitcom, like as a means of escaping life's troubles and pain. Ah, uh, is, like is it is it is it kind of like Black Mirror? Is it like a Black Mirror episode? There's some in the sense that uh, there's some like reality warping mm -hmm. things going on. Like you're okay. like, oh, is this real? Is this not real? Is this thing happening part of the actual world? What has happened? So there's a, there's that kind of like mystery box element that is similar to Black Mirror. Um, but unlike Mir Black Mirror, it's not an anthology series. It was uh, nine episodes in a uh, connected story that ran from episode one to episode nine. And so The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is another show that is launching on Disney Plus set in the same large universe, just uh, again, based on these Marvel Comics characters. And the main characters in this are uh, Sam Wilson, a former uh, army um, pararescue uh, veteran who has these like special wings that allow him to fly really fast and do superhero shit. And then 
um, Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, who uh, was injured back in the 40s. He lost his arm. They froze him. Uh, they injected him with all kinds Jason, of chemicals. Jason, Brainwashed to, him, turned him into an assassin. You. I have to stop you, Jason. I am, I am lost. I am, so, I am so confused that I, am, I don't even know if I'm alive right now. I think, I'm think I'm dead. I, th- I there's a ghost in front of my mic right now. Well, okay. I, here's the thing about that. That's the, the good news is we have absolute concrete evidence of life after death, and this is a, a groundbreaking, revolutionary podcast. In that there sense. it is. There it is. Okay, so I think I think we've talked about comic books enough for me. Let's move on over to the Knicks. This is oh, I, this has this has never happened ever in hobby hunter history where one you had more than one hobby in one episode cuz the, the episodes are not that long. But this <laughs> this is groundbreaking in the sense that now we're I did not like that hobby at all that I'm, I'm like sorry. we it's have okay. to switch it. We have to switch it. You can get rid through. of it. Yes, it's no, 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 no. We're gonna You're keep really, the, the okay. stuff is in. It's in. It's it's stuck, Julia. It's not going anywhere. But really, we have to go to the next your next hobby, which is the Knicks. So you are really not gonna like this hobby because it's 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 no, no, this no, hobby just, is filled with so much pain, <laughs> Sydney. It's painful to me. It hurts. It's a painful hobby that has, for the most now this season they're okay. By okay, I mean they're like one game under five hundred, which is very good for them. But for yeah, the but last they had tw- to they had to be in a whole global pandemic where people yes. could barely go to their um their games. Where this is this is where they're at now. I mean, this that's is an a issue. Win. There's no question that's an issue. <laughs> There's no question that the uh, devastating global pandemic that has been gripping the earth for the last year has definitely affected. Everything, including the Knicks season, uh, they have. But you said you said they're kind of doing okay. They are doing okay. So they've they're, got. Uh, they're doing okay. Um, they're by which I mean they're in the playoff hunt. They have <laughs> a, about the same number of games uh, lost as won, and they're not like devastatingly bad to the point where you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Why do I follow this team? They're pretty good. They're competent, and they have some fun players. And it's and it's been nice. I've never heard really nice. of I've never heard of someone explain a team as they're competent. <laughs> That's how low the bar is, Sydney. It's so low. I mean, you're in New York right now, right? How what's the vibe? Are people talking about the Knicks? Whenever people talk about the Knicks, it's kind of like it's like that that bad dad. You're like, yeah. I, well, it's my That's dad, exactly so right. I kind of have to be. It's hyped exactly for right. my dad, but my dad is trash. Like that's exactly my dad, right. when he does show up, he's not really showing up. So that's no, he's not that's the up. Knicks. That's the Knicks. But that's exactly right. But it's okay. It's okay. How long have you been a Knicks fan? Well, uh, it started because uh, my stepdad was an it's, NYPD an NYPD officer, mm-hmm. and he didn't like basketball for uh, various reasons that are not good. And so I was like, what part of me was like, what would make him the angriest? Me embracing basketball with my whole heart, the New York Knicks. And they were good at the time. And so I think that really made him, that really made him angry. Plus I just loved the game. I would later find out 
you know, when I went to the Philippines and as I met more Filipino like people that like the NBA basketball is the most popular sport in the Philippines. So there's like something weirdly genetic and like about this too, which I was not aware of that. But um, it basically, you know, since I was like eight or nine, I've absolutely loved the Knicks. Okay. So that's, I mean, you've had, it's ingrained in you to love them. So this is not yeah. your fault. This is not your fault. No, no, How no. you feel about them. Um, I'm overwhelmed by it's, it's been that long since you've been following them. So I, I need to take a break. I think everyone needs to take a break because they, they can't (laughs) believe the first 20 minutes of this has been, first of all, comic, comic books. And now apologize to everyone. And now we're heading on over to, to the Knicks. So let's take a little breather and we'll be right back. Boom. So Jason, you know, yes. eight years old, loving the Knicks. Now we're, you know, I, I'm going to say you're 25. I'm, we're gonna, I'm, I'm, for real? Yeah. What? It don't crack. Don't put my age in this. Okay. Take it. Take. Okay. We, can we bleep out the age? Let's bleep it out. <laughs> you're going to say your age bleep. And then I'm going to like, oh my God, Jason. Yeah. I thought that I was the youngest you know, blank person. And now it's you, you, you've taught me. <laughs> you should have talked to you about your skincare. Cause how the hell Paula's. you look fantastic. What? Paula's Paula's. Uh, I use Paula's who for Benny, anyone out there. Paula's skincare uh, products are fantastic. They're incredible. Benny drama skincare as his yeah. hobby was raving about Paula's. So everybody going That's on amazing. over. I mean, Paula's choice is, is taking off 20 years, 20 That's years, right. people. Okay, so the Knicks, did you go to the games? Like, what? how, how can the Knicks be a hobby? Uh, well, they were a hobby in the sense that, um, that they took up a lot of my time and it was a thing nobody understood. Because, Boom! There it yeah. is. You've answered it. Cl- crisp and clear. Thank you. It took because up a lot of your time and nobody understood. Why. Nobody liked it. <laughs> nobody understood it because, you know, at the time when I was, so I was, this, I was on Long Island growing up and it's a very white area. And it was also like a very front runnery area by which I mean, people just like popular shit. So it's like the Bulls, Duke, UNC, like they just like brands. Nobody really liked the Knicks because, you know, for whatever reason. And so like, I wanted to stand out and I not for whatever reason, you know why you know, yeah, and why. they didn't like them. So I wanted to be like, I represent the area. This is where we are. We I'm here. It's the Knicks. You said something, you referred to them as the bad dad. I think that that's exactly right. They're like, a, um, they're like a family member, you know, who's going through something and it's like, you love them. You care about them. You also, but you know that, um, they're not good right now. They're not in a good place. And you want to keep that space open, that door open for when they do get it together, they can come back and you would welcome them back. But it's also that understanding of, okay, maybe we need a little distance right now. Like, yes, you're still in my life. We're still connected in that way. But get your shit together and then come back to me and you have a place here. And that's what the relationship has been like. Screaming, screaming that this is now this is the analogy. I I hope everyone says the Knicks is a bad dad. It's like you're a bad dad. Okay, so for me, right, I I am a New Yorker, but I don't care about sports. Yeah. But I okay. know that like 
people are kind of like Spike Lee in a sense where they're just like, you have to represent. It doesn't matter yes. how bad they are. You have to represent and you have mm-hmm. to have like your favorite players or like there might have been a, a a perfect game that you remember in your head. Mm-hmm. Like what is it right now that has kept you like still in it, even though you have all these things going on. You have comic books, you have other sports, there's other teams to to follow. Why? I mean, I mean part of it is spite. The the Knicks mm. are owned by a gentleman named James Dolan, who uh, his primary success um, is that he was born to very rich and successful parents who then passed that success on to him and put him in control of like various properties that their uh, media corporation conglomerate owned, namely Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, the Rangers, the Rockets. Um, And he sucks, man. He is really bad. James Dolan is not good among, you know, he's a Trump guy. Uh. When Trump was uh, first uh, voted into office, James Dolan was like, oh, you know, the Rockettes uh, will dance at the inauguration. The Rockettes had did not want to do that. But like James Dolan was like, too bad. Like, that's your contract. You have to do it. So he made the Rockettes dance at like uh, uh, Donald Trump's inauguration. He uh, this is this is nepotism at its finest. Absolutely. At the peak, at the peak of it. This is why we need an estate tax. Uh, in this country because of people like James Dolan. And it was, you can actually map the kind of like downfall of the Knicks because they were good all throughout the 90s. For like 10 straight years, they were in the mix. Either When you uh, say com- good, we have to we have to define good. What makes, what made, made the, the Knicks finals. good? They made the finals. They made the finals twice. They made a bunch of Eastern Conference finals. They were like going to six and seven game series against Michael Jordan and the Bulls. They were right in the mix. Okay. And as soon as uh, James Dolan took control as chairman of, of Madison Square Garden, it just, the bottom just dropped out. Like he is, doesn't know what he's doing. He wants to control everything. He is extremely sensitive. He uh, is a, just not a good steward for that team. And so a lot of what's kept me engaged is just like that. The uh, drama. You the love drama the drama of it, the drama of it. And just, you know, it, I see it as a, as a microcosm of like what we're, what we deal with, like in this country to it, to a large extent, it's like bad people in control of shit who want you to go away. But guess what? I'm not going away. motherfucker. I'm waiting you out. So this is like your reality TV show. This is like the Real Housewives yes. it for you. Is. It kind of the is. Knicks is I, the Real Housewives, and I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I I do love. Listen, reality shows are are huge for me as well, and I am a person that processes the world through drama. Okay, so we're now we're gonna try to merge both of these hobbies in a little in a way. Um, first of all, how how expensive is it to to like like collect comic books? You can do it re- fairly cheaply right now. The It's not like it is, like, now, I'm sure Amir told you sports cards are crazy, right? Yeah, like there's, I don't there's have There's like Michael Jordan. Money. There's, like, Michael Jordan cards that recently uh, went for $750,000. No, like no, 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 no. I pulled a Michael Jordan card from a box of, of uh, cards that I actually went in on with Amir that are, if they come out at a, at a good grade when I send them to the grading company, they could be eight. $900. Oh. So that's expensive. Comic books, you can, uh, it depends on what you want to do, but 
I can find issues that I want that are key issues that I like that are not uh, like in the slabs and graded and protected for like 50 bucks, 40 bucks sometimes, maybe under 100. There's a lot you can do with a budget of, say, 100 bucks a month with comics. There's a lot. Dope. Now, but what about the slab? What does that mean? Does that make it like it makes it $300 more or something like that? Yeah. So like if uh, much like with the cards, if you want to um, if you want to sell your comic book collection or any any uh, piece from your comic book collection and you're, you're trying to represent the quality to some someone else, what the slab does is it this comes from a third party grading company. They will look at your comic book. You send it to them and they say, OK, it has uh, the pages are white. The cover is good. There's no marks on the pages. And then they'll give it a grade anywhere from zero to 10, which is extremely rare. Mostly you see the best, best, best comics you'll see are like 9.6, 9.8. And then they'll offer you a grade and they'll send it back to you. You pay 100, 100 bucks, sometimes 50 bucks, 30 bucks for each comic to get graded, depending on how expensive you think the comic is going to end up being. And that allows you and someone that you might sell it to to understand, okay, a third party unbiased uh, corporation has come in and looked at this and they say it is this quality and therefore it is that. So you're saying I just need a slab. I need to get a slab and put that over myself. And then like when it's time to. to Yes, you would need to. Well, I think you would you would need to keep first of all you would need to find a company that would look at yourself that could say <laughs> Sydney is uh, extremely talented, super podcaster, incredibly funny and hardworking. Uh, we rate her a 10 out of 10. Um, and that's what, it, and then, and that company like CGC comedians will say Sydney Washington, 10 out of 10. Here's the reasons why. And then other people can come and look and see that you're a 10 out of 10. I think we could have I think we could have that happen. We got to make that happen, Jason. Okay. So, um moving okay, so we got that we got the part where the money part for the comic books cuz that's what yes. my main my main um thought was like maybe I could get into comic books, but how much is it going to run me? So like the Knicks. I think it's oh less about how much it's going to run you financially, but like emotionally. Yeah, the emotional impacts are, are can be severe <laughs> if you haven't, like myself, built up this like spiritual callus, you know, over my heart that allows me to disengage when they do very bad things. Here's an example. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, uh, Charles Oakley, who is like one of the great legendary players of the Knicks from the 90s and stuff. I know. Uh, him. Was, I don't yeah, know. Was that, I don't know him personally, but I've I've heard of him. Yes. He is a, a big power forward man who, uh, you know, was just like a big uh, person from my childhood. And he was at the garden and apparently he got into some kind of like verbal altercation with James Dolan, the owner. And security came and dragged Mr. Oakley out of the arena. And it's just a bad look for a team to treat their legendary players that way. You never you would never see the Lakers like drag James Worthy out of the freaking uh, Staples Center like with security guards. It would just never get to that point. And so when stuff like that happens with the Knicks, you just have to be able to say that the Knicks are one thing. They're a public trust. They are uh, (laughs) an important team to the culture of New York City. 
Yes. And James Dolan is just this like despot who happens to be in uh, control of that team for now. But, you know, um, uh, life moves and time moves on and things change. At what, and at some point that will change. It sounds like we have to impeach James Dolan. Uh, that's listen, I've been saying this for many, many years. <laughs> I've been saying this for many, 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 many years. There is no way in hell, if you know anything about James Dolan, that he hasn't done anything impeachable. I guarantee you he has. So let's dig and let's find it. Where is the dossier? Where is the anything? Where is the P tape on him? There is something there. Mm. Get him out of there. We got, I think after this, you know how they have like the whole podcast, like Free Britney. I think we have to do like Free the Knicks. We got to have a whole podcast about how we, how do we dismantle James Dolan? We must. I mean, it's, listen, I think his pockets, my sense is his pockets are bleeding through this pandemic. Like many, listen, many uh, just regular folk are experiencing hardships. James Dolan's businesses are based mainly on live attendance. He does yeah. a lot of live music stuff, concerts, obviously the the uh, the sports teams, the Rangers, the Knicks, and that has just been on pause for a year. So my sense is James Dolan his his pocketbook is dried up. He might and you think he might step down? Listen, I've there have been rumblings over the years <laughs> that people have offered him up to three and a half for Billy for the team. And he won't sell. Imagine somebody offering you any bill, $1 billion for anything and saying no. He has said no to that because part of the reason is he loves live music so much. He doesn't want to sell the garden. He just wants to sell the team. And then the team would have to like be essentially become renters in their own home, which is ridiculous. So nobody wants to do that. But like maybe he's hurting enough to, to sell now. Jason, and I, and I think you're hurting. You're hurting because you are so invested that I, I'm, I'm like, wow, if only I cared about my career as much as you care oh, about you the do. Knicks. You do. Stop it. <laughs> Will you okay. stop it? <laughs> okay, so Jason, we have a, st- we have a segment. Um, yeah. It's called Too High for My Taste. And so okay. basically I um, talk about hobbies that are just too expensive for me. And today on the on the list, it's um, skydiving. Skydiving oh costs about three hundred dollars, which is not too much. If it's like you, how many times are you going to go skydiving? Like once right. every like five years? It's too high for my taste, and it's just too high. Yes. It's 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 like fifteen hundred thousand yes. feet in the air. That's too much for me. Let why, me say, why is it so high? Have you been skydiving before? As a, listen, as, uh, as people of color, I think we can say that's white people shit. I value mm. my life. I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have another one coming. I just feel like uh, you should pay me to jump out of a plane. I'm not paying any amount of money for the off chance that I could die. Like, if the worst thing that happens is I die... I'm not doing it ever. I'm not well, going to do it. I would never do it. Jason, I don't know. I, that's where you lost me because I've done so many things where I was like, death, like death, what? death. 
Uh, I don't know. I almost finished a whole bottle of tequila. Oh, but that's just <laughs> like, dur- that's just enjoying life. No, no, that's like that's asking to be like goodbye. You know, I'm I'm a hundred and well, at the time I was like 120 pounds. It's like a whole bottle of tequila, and you Over know I what, didn't uh, you know I didn't have breakfast. <laughs> Over what amount of time though? The whole night, babe. Okay, that's not too bad. No, that I mean, is that's terrible. Like, it's terrible, but it's also like at a, at you know when you're in the early twenties, mid twenties, like that's your body is like can do that. That's fine. That's not jumping out of a plane. And do you know skydiving? It only lasts sixty seconds, so it's three hundred dollars sixty seconds. It's it's almost if you <laughs> you know had sex with me, which would never happen. But if you right. did, and you paid me. and you came in 60 seconds. That's, that's what (laughs) skydiving is. That's too high for my taste. I'm just saying. I would, I, I don't ever want to do it. I have had numerous conversations with people. uh, I don't ever want to do you either. I don't want to do you. Wow. You don't want to do it. I don't want to do you, Jason. No, I'm talking about jumping (laughs) out of a plane. I'm talking about jumping out of a plane. Right. Okay. Okay. All right, Jason. So comic books. Yes. The Knicks. We were yes. able to do both. Um, <laughs> you don't know me that well, but it's like a running joke that, I mean, every time I, I really don't, I don't really do much. I don't have the energy or actually care about doing more, but could you see me getting into one of these hobbies that you're yeah, into? I I could see you as a successful as your as a successful comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see you getting invited to courtside of the Knicks. That's a thing. <laughs> you see Deces and Marrow. You see yes. Deces and Marrow down there courtside yeah. of the Knicks. You see various <laughs> cast members of SNL all the time mm-hmm. courtside at the Knicks. Michael Shea courtside at the Knicks. Cecily Strong courtside at the Knicks. I could one hundred percent see Sydney Washington blowing up cover of Us Weekly, Hollywood Reporter, uh, Deadline announces Sydney Washington uh, $50 million uh, 360 deal with XYZ. And now all of a sudden, Sydney Washington courtside of the Knicks, chopping it up with with Deces and Merrill, Chris Rock, everybody. But that doesn't mean that I'm into the Knicks. That just means that somebody got me tickets and fuck yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but what's the difference? That's still... Still, you. Who cares? You'd still be there. You'd be in, soaking up the atmosphere and and taking part in this uh, cultural tradition of New York City that stretches back to the to the forties. Jason, the loophole that you threw in there, I I love. I think you. The fact that you still were able to get me involved that warms my heart because I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You know what? Actually, I think someone had invited me to a basketball game. Um, I think it was the Nets or something like that. And it wasn't courtside, but it was close to the court. It wasn't, it wasn't too far right. from it. And I didn't have anything to do that night. And I said, nah, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. Cause, cause for me, it's like for me to be involved in sports, I would have to be heavily into hot dogs or like, you know, the, the, the things that people eat courtside and alcohol. I can't just go for the food. Cause that feels like a lot of work to watch the ball dribble for people to be screaming in my ear about plays that I don't understand. 
That's fair. Mm-hmm. I will say though, the food offerings, particularly at MSG, since the uh, since they renovated the arena, and um, at the uh, the Nets Arena at Atlantic and Flatbush, are very good, particularly for the type of of celeb customer that you would be sitting courtside in that really ritzy area. <laughs> you would have access to like the uh, to the celeb clubhouse where they have uh, you know open bar drinks and really good food so that would not be you could go forget hot dogs you want sushi you want ramen what do you want to do slide like you could do yeah what they got ramen yeah they got all that stuff they got ramen courtside what do you want you got it Uh, you probably would have to eat it you'd probably have to eat it in the clubhouse area but what i'm saying is at halftime no no, i could just go get sushi i don't no 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 no. i don't well they have if i'm gonna be courtside i want to be slurping slurping on some ramen while the while the nets are doing poorly the Knicks, the Knicks, the Nets are doing great. The Nets, the Nets are great. Okay, see, I, yeah. I see, I was trying to get into the convo, and I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think Jason, like it. I think you would like to go to an to a Knicks game and 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 rub elbows with the with the with the elites of the New York entertainment scene. Okay, yeah, I, I, you're selling me on it. You're selling me on it. Uh, hopefully, we all get vaccinated, and then I, can I can't be wait. All up and through the yes. MSG, uh, the 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 Nets, the Nets courtside. I I hope and pray that one day I'll be available for those things. And if you ever I, get tickets, if you ever get tickets and you want a pal, me, platonic pal, I'm here. Let's okay. go, a hundred percent. Let's go. Okay, let's and, do it. And lastly, lastly, if we were to like rate the two hobbies, which one is like your most favorite? Is it the comic books? I feel like the comic books are more than the the Knicks. Well, in the sense that the comic books have only brought me joy, nothing but. Uh, (laughs) They are better. But the Knicks have been more of a of a long running passion and there is a deep love there again, as I would feel towards a family member, but albeit a family member who is a real, real fuck up. You know, I didn't think this was going to be able to be done, Jason. I didn't, I did not believe that we were going to able to one, have two hobbies, not one, but two, and then talk about two topics that I'm like so far gone over it and want no parts. Um, you you did well. You did good, friend. Um, Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it, Sydney. I I would love you for you to plug everything that you're go- you got going on, and for people to where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on Crooked Media. My podcast Take Line that I co-host with Renee Montgomery, two-time WNBA champion Renee Montgomery, drops every Tuesday. You can find that wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review us. Give us five star ratings. I'll come to your house and I'll hit you with a, a bat in the legs. And then my video series, All Caps NBA, drops every single Friday. Check it out on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Thank you. All right. You didn't think it was going to be able to be done, but it was done and it was did and the didding is done. Okay, two hobbies in one. We were able to smush smash it all into it and mm, mm, mm. didn't that feel good? It was hectic up top, but woo, very smooth. We got out of there. Just slick, slick and slide. Uh, Jason, 
he really he really is like the jack of all trades in terms of hobbies. Like I could already tell that like he does more than just what he talked about. So good for him. Good for him. And he's very busy with other projects. So the fact that he was able to work and still find time to be interested in the Knicks, I mean, God bless. So how do I how do I rate both of these hobbies? Unfortunately, I'm going to put them at the lowest because I I will not. I will not be getting into comic books. I I will not be getting into the Knicks. If someone offered me Knicks courtside seats after everybody's vaccinated, I still might have something else to do, like take a nap. Yeah, yeah, I, I know it's sad. It's like, Sydney, get a grip. Like, just just be for it. But I don't want to pretend, you know? I'm a I'm a real I'm a real gal and sports is not really my thing. But good for Jason. We love. Make sure you follow him because goodness gracious, if you do like sports, he got everything that you need. Everything you want and need. Okay, so you know we we do every time at the end. I don't know. I'm not going to stop telling y'all to do it. I'm not going to stop telling y'all to write to me at hey at headgum.com. Or tweet at me, just said BW, and let's just chat about hobbies. You know what? Actually, someone did. Someone did tweet at me. Joey Kirsch. Hi, Joey. He tweeted me. He said, my hobby is reading about TV shows that I don't watch and Entertainment Weekly. So if my friends talk about them, I can loop in. Wow. Good. No, it says so I can be in the loop. That's nice. That's really, really nice. I I do that sometimes too. Like when everybody was talking about WandaVision, I was reading the tweets a lot and looking at the memes and seeing if like, oh, maybe if I get in a conversation, I can like swindle my way into a group chat, but it never happened. Like either you're WandaVision head or you're not. And, and the season already ended. So it's kind of like, you're going to have to binge everything right now. And who got time for that? I'm not binging anything. Uh, the only thing I'm binging is donuts or the vaccine. Boom, bow, bow. Okay, but keep tweeting me. Keep sending me emails that I have not received. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we'll be back next week, as we always do. In the meantime, happy, happy hobbying, guys. was a HeadGum original.